Okay, I don't know this one. Oh, don't say it. I want to know if Mark, I want to know if, if Mark knows. Welcome back to Columbo and Katie on 101.941 News Talk STL. Time to open up Close's cabinet with our buddy Mark Close from KC95. Of course, Close's Cabinet is sponsored by Weber Chevrolet. Skip Weber unable to join us this week, so we have a special guest filling in along with Mark is Jonathan Heslop from Cabriotti Sandwich Shop and Rockwood Lump Charcoal. Great to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Hello, sir. You just called me because you wanted sandwiches. That's it. <laughs> Mark, That's you're, you're missing now. Mark, you're missing out not being in studio with us. Uh, Jonathan brought uh, fresh sandwiches from Capriati's, and this studio smells amazing right now. Hey, you can always, you can Uber them over. I'll be waiting for you. <laughs> Mark, are you a pro sandwich guy? Am I, I, I'm sorry, what? Are you a pro sandwich guy? As opposed to a negative sandwich guy? Uh, yeah. Are you pro sandwich? <laughs> oh, he's very pro sandwich. Pro sandwich in the up, upcoming election? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but, but whoever the candidate is, it's all pro sandwich. I'll vote for it. Yeah, well, I, about it, so. I didn't tell you guys this last time, but Capriati started in Delaware in 1976 when they opened the Washington D.C. store about 10, 15 years ago. Guess who the first customer was to get in line to get a Bobby? Oh, not Joe Biden. Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Yes, they, they advertise that like crazy, and they don't do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why. Uh, yeah. That That's video funny. has been scrubbed. That is funny. <laughs> Right. Mark, uh, uh, deli, when it comes to a deli sandwich, hot or cold? Wow. Man, I, I just, I love them both. Man, I heard um, But sometimes you get a really good one and you heat them up and the cheese starts melting and all mm. that. That's, that's you know. Tough to beat. Pretty tough to beat, too. So, <sighs> I, I, you know. Yeah. I'll uh, go in any direction you want. If it's a sandwich, I'm happy. I agree. And Wonder Bread, not happening. So. so, Jonathan, it's been two weeks? Two uh, weeks. It's Yeah, almost exactly two weeks. Two weeks tomorrow. Two weeks tomorrow. So how's it going? It is overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, it has been so busy. We've uh, we've been number one in the company out of 175 stores uh, three of the last 13 days. Uh, wow. We've been in, always, uh, we've been in the top 10%, I think, all 13 days of all the stores. I mean, they, they call this the honeymoon phase for new openings, but uh, honestly, I, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to slow down much at all. Katie and with, I were blown away. We were there for lunch. Was it, it was a week ago today, right? It was yeah. Wednesday last yeah, it week. Was. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, I, it was right at lunchtime. So I get it. Yeah. You know, we were kind of there. At you a, guys at were a little a early. I mean, yeah. it was 11, 15, 11, 30. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, there was a line, but the line was moving fast. Yeah, it was it was crowded, but not slow. And we were like, man, all these people already know about Capri. So many of them are local. So many have come in and told us they've just been waiting for something like this to come into Rock Hill. Something that's a a fast casual that they can get in and out of there in five minutes. And it's not, you know, 30 or 40 dollars for lunch. So everybody. Yeah. The response that we've gotten from the local crowd has been incredible. But we've got people driving in from St. Charles and Illinois and beyond. Because so good because they've had it in Las Vegas or they're from Delaware. They've had it when they were in college and they just uh, they're so excited I knew that was going to happen because I mean all these people were driving by during the construction and honking the horn and waving and standing at the door when are you guys going to open so Mm -hmm. we've got a a huge following from the company itself with the nostalgia portion of our people coming from other cities but also just the locals uh, that we've met that have been uh, new to the to the to the brand of Capriati's just they love it and 
that's uh, that's why I brought it here. That's why I knew it would be a success. It's it's uh, it's amazing. And and I will say last thing. Um, you mentioned this. You mentioned this when you were on with us a couple weeks ago. And it sounds like something that you know, like it can't be that big of a deal. But you mentioned the fries and how good the fries were, <laughs> and how you had to make the decision whether you were going to carry the fries or not. Yes. The good fries decision. are freaking good. Decision. Legit, like they are. So good. They are awesome. They we, are. Amazing. We blew through. Yeah, we blew through the opening supply of fries like in two days, and they called us wow. going, "What is going on there? Did you lose these fries? No, we sold them all. You know, that's how so fast good. they're moving out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, man, the whole thing makes me hungry. But yeah, get out there and uh, check out the brand new Capriotis on Manchester. Uh, Directions. Yeah, 9532 Manchester, right at the corner of uh, Manchester and McKnight, or, or Rock Hill Road is where it turns into, across the parking lot from Aldi. There you go. But uh, I think Mark isn't on with us anymore. I think they le- he left for Camp Yes, uh, we're, we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> What's Mark, the name of this mean? damn segment, Mark? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd say, uh, just uh, I want to make sure I got it right. 9532 Manchester and McKnight, correct? You got it. Come on correct. Over. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be back there in about an hour, buddy. <laughs> so we're all sandwiched. <laughs> people we're all sandwich people are we all coffee people are you a coffee person jonathan not at all no mark are you yes yes katie inject it into my veins coffee is never with i don't like coffee either never had a cup of cup of it in my life so never okay yeah okay so katie and mark the coffee folks what do you think of like the million different flavored like the starbucks menu with the unicorn coffee and all of that. Not not so much? You into that stuff? Mark, I am a Folgers make it at home kind of gal. That's the way I'm rolling. Yeah. Like, I'm with you. I, you know, go to Sam's, buy the biggest can yep. of whatever and make it. Although I will go, you know, very seldom to the to the food food coffee places. And I'm there. My wife likes it. My kid likes it. On vacation, we'll do it. But I'll tell you what, I can go to the to the gas station, the convenience store, and they got that machine. Oh, with the yeah. French vanilla. Yeah. QT has the best and coffee. 89 cents, baby. Mm-hmm. That's good drinking. That's good stuff. So, well, I can, I, I can take it all. We what about this? We don't serve that at Capriati's. <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee you don't serve this either at Capriati's. Starbucks just debuted. I think I could give you, everybody in this room, a thousand guesses on the flavor of this coffee that Starbucks just rolled out, and you would never guess it. Pork. Pork coffee? Pork um, pork flavored pork. coffee. And not bacon, just pork. Like a chunk of pork in the coffee or the, the flavor or what? I don't get Starbucks this. Starbucks just debuted pork flavored coffee. Luckily, right now, it's only available in China. I don't know... Yeah, we know great if things. If there's come from some China. sensibilities there, then, uh, but it, yeah, it is. It is not. Ba- it is not specifically bacon flavored, Jonathan. It is just called pork flavored coffee. You know, they might be playing. If, if you ever needed more proof that the world has gone insane, <laughs> first of all, that's disgusting. But do you think, Mark, that they they might be playing into like a Bloody Mary kind of deal? Because you know, Bloody Marys now they're like it's not just a drink; it's a full on breakfast buffet. This is yes. my favorite thing about Katie when she tries to make sense, rationalize something, <laughs> something terrible. Like she has a she just. 
came up with an honest to God reason why they might Starbucks be would make pork flavored coffee. They're competing with the Bloody Mary. I'm going to bring you a sub you with crushed so. up charcoal on it and see how, how we rationalize <laughs> that. Yum. Yum. I think I would rather have that than pork flavored coffee. But you know what I mean? They've now like a Bloody Mary. It's like 400 olives, a piece of bacon, an, a cracked right, egg. Right, I mean, yeah. it's a whole meal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. I, I like to eat the nice simple try. personally. I'm not a big drinker, but no thanks. I'll pass. <laughs> also, for all you iPhone folks out there, Apple has just released a new PSA to the public. Do not, if your phone gets submerged in water, do not mm-hmm. put it in rice. Hmm. Really? Yes. Really. That was always That was always the thing, thing right? Yeah. Apple's Apple's said this week, do not put your your wet iPhones in rice. I think I did that in college and it worked. It was fine. It does. Yeah. Apple says sometimes. Apple says iPhones are more sophisticated than they used to be and many can handle certain levels of water. They now have a liquid detection warning that tells you if your USB-C port gets wet, there are things you can do. Dry the phone with a cloth. Tap the phone gently to drain water from the ports. Leave the phone in a dry area with airflow. Avoid putting cables inside your phone until it's completely dry. But do not put it in a bag of rice. Instead, come and buy a new one. <laughs> That's what it's about. Yeah. Because there's nothing going to harm it with the rice. It's not going to dry it out too much. Yeah, I... um So... I'm sure you're gonna make you're gonna make a comment about this, Tony, because Tony is the weirdo with the Samsung. No, uh, I got one too. Stop. Oh, jo- Jonathan. I'm gonna take your sandwich back now. No, yes. I just got my new yes. S24 Plus. Oh. Now let's go. No, okay. What kind of phone do you have, Mark? He's an iPhone. Jitterbug. An iPhone. Jitterbug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, two weirdos, two that don't drink coffee or have iPhones. So iPhone, I just got a new one, uh-huh. and my one right before was like the first iPhone, iPhone. that came oh. out. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> it was the first one that came out with I think like the uh, water resistant thing okay, that you yeah. could dunk it yeah. in a pool and take a video and then have it, you know, and then have the video and it'd be completely fine. You can do that with Samsung for about ten years. I knew you're going to try to say that. I knew you're going to say that. <laughs> Go ahead. And I don't know if that's true or not, but I knew you're going to say that. And so, th- so I guess that is kind of the thing. They're like, we have the technology now that it can just—they're water resistant. So why do we need the rice? Right? Yeah. But they like literally said they—they they specifically said don't put it in the rice. They didn't really say why. I think Jonathan's onto something. What they would just rather yeah. have you buy a new buy one. A new one. That they listed all the things that you can do to dry your phone out, and then they said do not put hmm. it in rice. Hmm. Well, it's just same as my truck. Do not get the oil changed at anywhere but a GMC dealer. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah, right. that's true. That, Absolutely. That kind of thing. That could damage could occur. Certified. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one more PSA here. These studies are always very interesting. A, a, a study was just done in movie theaters to find out where the most bacteria lives inside a movie theater. You want to take a guess at it, Mark? You want to take a, a stab at where the top bacteria hotspot is in a movie theater? 
Um, the, the, the ticket stub. Oh, that's a good. That's a that's yeah. a good one. That is I not. One. That is not it. Go ahead. Popcorn machine. It's a good one. That's what I was gonna say too. Yeah. No, that's exa- I swear to God, I was gonna say the butter, the knob for the butter that's, popcorn. That's exactly what I was the thinking. Thing is an you inc- were incubator justify for- it by. Bloody Marys being Bloody popular Marys. now, and so, listen, more people are getting salty popcorn because of the Bloody Marys. I'm gonna say the floor. That's a good one as well. This the I'm not I'm not there yet. The seats are very dirty. Yeah. In fact, the a movie theater seat has, uh, on average, fourteen times more bacteria than the average public toilet seat. Why do you got to do stuff like this? Why do you have to say but that's like we're this? still not at number one. I so love the, the regular movie theater seat has 14 times more bacteria on it than the average public toilet seat, but still not number one. The number one spot is the cup holders. Oh yeah. no! Which makes oh. sense to me when the you sugar, think about man. it, and well, and like a lot of people, I mean, obviously you put your cups in there, but you also put your trash in there. Yep. Oh no! You know, well, you, if the cup's you leaking, your it's napkins. Just, you put your napkins. Yeah. You like your used napkins, kind of stuff them in the in the yeah. cup holder. So the cup holders have an average of two thousand three hundred and ninety six colonies of bacteria, or eighteen times more. Than the average public toilet seat. I'm not asking for people that work in the movie theaters. You're gonna justify this one too? No. I'm saying that so they clean they come and they clean up the aisles, right? And they come and they sweep and get the trash and everything. Why would you Why aren't they wiping up the cup holders? No, no, no. That would take way too long. I I don't think they should do that. Would it? I think they should just get a can of Lysol. Spray, and spray it in the cup holders. everything down. Just hose everything down. Spray it. I mean, I don't expect a 16-year-old to go and get a disinfectant wipe and wipe up, blah, blah, blah. I don't expect that. But like, Mark, we can't, can't ask, Mark, we can't ask these people to clean. I don't expect it of them. No, no. No. And the obvious <laughs> the the obvious way to get around this is what they need to do is put screens in the bathroom and just sit on the toilet and watch the movie there. It's <laughs> <laughs> so obvious. And then, and then, then you will never miss any of the movie. That's good. Because if you have to do what you need to do, you can do it, enjoy the movie, and go from there. Well, I'm I, a genius. I can I'm tell you this. Man, I can tell you this. <laughs> you are. An you really man. are. You really I are. will be using the disinfectant wipe in the cup holder every time I go to the yes. movies. I'm going to yes. wipe down for the, the seat rest too. of my life. Because I'm sitting. I mean, Just bring I'm your own ice little can. I Just will spray it down. Because that seat creeps me out more than the cup holder. This yeah. this the idea of the seat because I'm sitting there for two hours. I mean, the cup holder I can be optional with. The seat I cannot be. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, that creeps mm-hmm. me out way more. With all this training I did for learning to get safe serve certified oh, and yeah. everything, it is amazing. It, it's scary, frankly, the amount of the, how the bacteria grows and all this stuff. The the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous things in a restaurant is those nozzles on the soda machine. You know, when you push the, yeah. the soda, yeah. that, those nozzles, we've got to take those off every night and soak them in sanitizer. Uh, but for 
if you don't within three or four days, you're going to have fruit flies and all kinds of be, mold a, and all kinds of nastiness coming out of those things because it gets soda sugar in there. Yeah. When we were downtown for 25 years, I, uh, I will, uh, a gas station that will remain nameless that we <laughs> went to all the time, I was in once with a coworker who pointed out like, is that? mold in that uh, on like the edges of that soda mm-hmm. machine right there yeah yeah and it was the last time i ever got a soda oh <laughs> my god so yeah that does not oh. that does not surprise me yeah all right marker i think we've uh, significantly grossed everyone out so we can uh, wrap yes. this thing up uh, it's a beautiful day out there you guys got anything going on band wise anything happen at kc95 um that we can uh, that we need to let people know about well, uh, you know, I was going to tell Jonathan, we are available for grand openings of yeah. uh, the band. <laughs> so we get set up on the parking lot and we we will work for sandwiches. I will tell you that much. And, you know, and the fries. I'm sure we can uh, work out some kind so of, good. you know, uh, two fries for every song or something. We'll figure something out. Sounds uh, good. We'll, we'll yeah, do we'll a just, we'll do a joint show with Platinum Rock Legends and mm-hmm. yeah, perfect. Get you there. I'll dress done up. Done. <laughs> Absolutely. Any gigs coming up, Mark? Uh, I guess uh, not this weekend. The next weekend, March 2nd, we'll be back at uh, 61 Roadhouse in Webster from 7 to 10. And then the next day, we're back, uh, finally getting back out to the Dog Prairie out there in St. Paul. Uh, We played there last time probably 12, 13 years ago. Mm. And that's like a uh, a 3 to 6, which, again, we love because we're done and Home in time for 60 minutes. It's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, all good. And then, good. Jonathan, I, I don't even know where to start with you. With Rockwood, Capriati's, Platinum Rock Legends. I, what? What's going on with you, what, what do you want What's to say? going on is what I'm is not getting any <laughs> sleep whatsoever. I am, yeah, it's charcoal's lighting off for the year. Uh, that's super busy. But uh, Platinum Rock Legends this weekend uh, completes our residence residency at uh, Bottleneck Blues Bar at Ameristar. It'll be our last Saturday night of uh, the residency there. Uh, we'll start at 8 to midnight. Get there early, otherwise you're not going to be getting a table. Yeah. And then um, the weekend after that, the second, we're at uh, Helen Fitzgerald's. Cool. 9 to 1. And that's uh, that's that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's and always my favorite. Capriata's address for one, more, one more time. For 9532 me. Manchester in uh, Rock Hill, right across from the parking lot from Aldi's and uh, corner of uh, Manchester McKnight. Great it's stuff. There. Marker, thanks so much. Jonathan Heslip, thank you so much. And we are going to get back into some uh, news headlines. Specifically, uh, we're going to focus on what is happening in Jeff City in the Missouri legislative session when we talk to the insider's insider of Missouri politics, Rodney Boyd, next on Columbo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Every time, every time he's here. I thought you were going to tell me. No, 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 you're fine. Every time he's here, it's like a, it's like an eating competition yeah. at break. We're shoving like we're these sandwiches as fast as we can. And he brought us a pastrami and it was incredible. And then the other one is like chicken a chicken. Chipotle. Yeah, chicken chipotle. Oh my gosh. So off. good. Yeah. Big thank you to Jonathan Heslop from... Capriati Sandwich Shop and Rockwood uh, Charcoal for being in here. Stell, Stell, get some sandwich. Stell, baby. Stell Pontikas with morning shows here. Stell is Mr. Deli. Here. Mr. Deli, Stell Pontikas. Just take whatever you want, dude. Take whatever you want. There's some pastrami and then there's some chicken. Yeah. 
He was with us. Uh, Jonathan Hessel from uh, Capriotis was with us in uh, Closest Cabinet in that last segment. So big thank you to him for that. And now back to business here. We have on the line with us the insider's insider of Missouri politics, the great Rodney Boyd. Rodney, you're missing out on some uh, amazing food in the studio today. And uh, really appreciate your time as always, my friend. How are you? It, it, it seems like every week I'm missing out on some good food. I don't know if you remember last week. But we uh, had a, a couple of second pauses. You guys were finishing up some of yeah. the best food you yeah. had that week. It was Capriati's that week, too. Yeah, it was so much hits. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is an indication that these hits need to be live. I would somehow, agree. But, but, but I got to kind of get through the Jeff City uh, <laughs> process first. Probably just about the time session wraps. All the good food will be done <laughs> until next year. We'll find it for you, I promise. So, All right, well, that'll be good. I wanted to get into some specific um, stories with you. We touched on yesterday. I, I found it interesting. I had not seen this this story, this bill. So you may be familiar with it. I wasn't until yesterday when the story was in uh, the Post Dispatch on the Post Dispatch's website about this bill that's been proposed by a uh, Democrat representative from Florissant. I think Gretchen Banger is is the one who um, proposed this bill that would ban mechanics in the state of Missouri from working on repairing vehicles that have expired tags. She quoted um, uh, several different mechanics in the area that said that this is a big problem for them. Uh, Kate, because one of Katie's concerns was, wouldn't mechanics be against this and they lose the business or whatever? But it's not being framed that way, at least by the bill's author. And we had a lot of people, like, yeah, with a lot of opinions mm-hmm. chiming in in our live chat and on our social media. So it really lit the 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 people up. So wanted to start there, Rodney, and just ask you, um, you know, what what how if you have any any details about this bill and does it have Legs? Is it something that you think is going to turn into a larger debate and maybe um, even be something that uh, could pass in this legislative session? Well, so I, look, I'm familiar with the bill and the sponsor. Remember, the landscape up here is it's very tough uh, for a Democrat to pass a bill uh, just because of the structure of leadership and the process. Uh, I, I think that the conversation has certainly started. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily assume that this bill is going to get through in its current form uh, to the governor's desk. It's got a lot of hurdles to get through. And there there may be uh, mechanics who are uncomfortable with working on these cars, and that may be some, some perspective. But uh, I think when you get to the point where you have a hearing on this bill, um, you'll probably hear from people who have a different perspective. Uh, the, 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 you know, there are a lot of reasons, and I'm not purporting to speak to them, why tags are expired. But one of the challenges is, you know, a lot of times people just are trying to get the resources sort of aligned to to get the the car registered or updated. But if a vehicle is uh, is in ill repair and the tags are expired, a lot of people are choosing to probably choose to use resources to get the car repaired. But look, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I don't know, um, I don't know the the commercial law that says uh, a mechanic has to work on a car. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a good point. A That's a great point. A second. Yeah. And so uh, and I don't know that if I drove into a mechanic shop and they said, hey, 
we're going to choose not to work on your car if I have a right to sue them, right? Probably don't have the resources to. So it's interesting that, uh, you know, and I, I do know I have friends that have a mechanic shop on Manchester, and they turn a lot of people away for a lot of reasons. Some of it, they're too busy. Some of it is just they can sense that this might be a problem customer. But but setting that aside, I think it's a, it's a very challenged bill to get through this current climate in Jeff City because I think there are a lot of people that would say this is probably a bridge too far. But having said that, uh, there's always in this building, in order to get anything through, uh, there has to be compromise. So right. uh, if there could be a compromise, maybe, but just as it's filed and as it's moving through now, I think this bill has a, uh, it's probably designed to create a conversation uh, from, from the perspective of can you pass it as a bill, probably more to create a conversation, bring some people together and see maybe if there's a, a way forward down the road. That's so, just my take. Yeah. So yeah. obviously, so this bill is being, um, you know, it's being uh, framed as an attempt to clean up temporary tag or uh, expired tag abuse that is running rampant in, in Missouri, which I, I think that doesn't surprise me. I think we've, you know, we've talked about, you know, temporary tag issues and things like that in the past, but it's the first time I've heard it being addressed in the legislative session, at least at any type of uh, a headline level. Do you, do you feel like this is an issue that is that in general, is this going to be a target issue for uh, either Republicans or Democrats, or is this just kind of a, Outlier standalone. Uh, no, no, it's interesting. There's a bill being debated right now that your listeners, if they wanted to listen to the Missouri Senate, it's up for debate right now on the floor. And the bill that's on the floor right now deals with creating an exemption for from having to pay uh, personal property taxes on cars that are 15 years or older. Okay, mm-hmm. and the idea is by the time a car is 15 years on the road, it's probably uh, been through at least one or two title transfers, a number of uh, payments for personal property taxes. And should there be should there be some relief from the owners from a vehicle that is that old and having had property taxes paid on it a number of times? And, 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 and why is it connected? Because one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason, that people have expired Tim taxes is they cannot pay the property taxes. That's, that's the crux of what the problem is. So you have to pay the property taxes. And when you go to get your uh, actual plate, because you get the temp tag when you first buy the car, you get a period of time to pay the taxes. But you have to pay your personal property taxes, and you have to have your insurance, and, you know, obviously the other things. But the number one impediment is, is the property taxes. And so if you think about this issue, it's not new. I remember Governor Parson, when he was a state senator, had a similar bill. I think his was 10 years or older. And the idea was if a car has been out in circulation for 10 years, people have probably not only paid the property taxes, but replaced the tires, in some cases replaced other significant uh, uh, you know, elements, the transmission, whatever, right? And so let's give those Missourians the benefit of the doubt, and we're not going to have to pay personal property taxes on a car that's that old. Still have to get your inspection. Still have to do other things to make sure it's mechanically sound. But let's, let's do that. And, and these issues... Uh, never seem to have a bipartisan consensus, right? There's always attention. There's always issues about what happens from the lost revenues. But what I tell you is this issue is not going to go away because there are a number of Missourians that have to make real everyday financial choices, right? And many of them are delaying. That's why you see so many of these temp tags 
that are supposed to last for 30 or 45 days. You you see them. I see them. Yeah. You see the jacket oh, yeah. has a date. It has a date that's three months out. Four yeah. months out. <laughs> or you has know. clearly uh, been altered. Yeah. Like the ink oh, is kind yeah. of a different color. <laughs> like but, the then sometimes I, but sometimes I look past it and I'll see in that car, I'll see a mother with two kids in the back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or I'll see, I'll see somebody with their work uniform on trying to get to work. So it's a real issue, right? And I think it's an issue that, we have to figure out as more people feel the pinch, financial pinch, this is a real issue. What the solution is, I don't, I don't have the answer, but I think, it, so this conversation isn't gonna go away because the problem isn't gonna go away. Yeah. Uh, I was a prosecutor in the city in, in uh, 1996 to 2000. One of the number one crimes uh, from then when I was in the, in the misdemeanor office was they used to steal the tabs off the car. Oh yeah. So they, remember they used, to, they used to have a little tab on the plate? Yeah. And yeah. people would steal them and put them on other cars. Right, right. We were talking about, we were just talking about that yesterday, how there was that, that period of time, you're right, about 10, 15 years ago, where there was, you'd see uh, license plates that were cut in half yep. all over the, all over the, the area. Because people were cutting, so, yeah, they'd cut the, they'd cut your license plate in half and then, you know, <laughs> take it back somewhere where they could get that tab off and get the stickers to themselves. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. And no, so I, I mean, exactly I, just, right. I think this problem has been around all my adult life. It's not going away. Look, people have financial decisions to make. And at the same time, they need to get from A to B. And since, you know, St. Louis, we're not a community that has a, a robust public transportation system like a New York or Chicago where people can take the train. People are to drive. And a lot of people are driving on expired tags. And so I, I you know, I understand why uh, if, uh, somebody says, well, what can we do about it? But I think we have to have a real conversation because a lot of Missourians, not just in the San Luis region across the state, are affected by can they can you pay the personal property taxes? Can you get the money to get this you know, this car uh, in running condition? And those are real challenges that I think uh, this bill hopefully will will uh, will make people take another yeah. look at. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a just a, another another important issue. This one, you know. Uh, we're used to a lot of the the standard issues and debates that we've seen over the years, and um, uh, another interesting take and uh, add it to the list of of priorities there in Jeff City. Rodney Boyd, thank you so much as always for your time, my friend. Uh, look forward to talking to you next week, and we will uh, pick up the conversation then. Have a great day. Thank you, thank you guys. Thank All you right. Great stuff there from Rodney Boyd. Great show today. If you missed any of it, make sure you're subscribed to the Colombo and Katie podcast because we put this show out as a podcast right after we get off the air every day on basically every podcast platform. So wherever you listen to podcasts, just make sure you're subscribed to Colombo and Katie and you'll never miss anything that happens here on the show. We will be back tomorrow at 2. In the meantime, keep it here for the O'Reilly Report next. The Tim Jones and Chris Arp Show at 4. Larry Connors USA at 6 and the Rob Carter Show at 8. Thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us here at 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. Uh-huh.